Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brendan Innan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us today Attorney Kay Fuller from the law firm of Martin and Seibert LC with offices in Virginia and West Virginia. Kay concentrates her practice on bad faith defense and complex insurance coverage matters. She also serves as the firm's business development director and has been recognized as an expert witness in the field of insurance bad faith. Kay, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Today's topic is medical protective orders and the challenges they raise for defense counsel and insurance companies. And Brendan Noonan leads off with our first question. Kay, please tell us, what is a medical protective order? A medical protective order is an order that's usually requested by a plaintiff in a civil action as a prerequisite to producing medical records and bills in discovery. Plaintiffs routinely allege that such an order is necessary to add a further layer of protection and confidentiality to medical records and bills. Uh, Why are medical protective orders potentially problematic? Well, at first, these orders may appear innocuous, but since they purport to protect the confidentiality of medical records and bills, But given that such information is already protected by state and federal statutes, regulations, and case law, it would appear that the orders merely reiterate those protections. And granted, before the enactment of the Gramm-Leach-Bliley Act or state privacy rules, these orders may have served a useful function. However, quite often the orders contain other terms that can impede insurance operations. There are usually terms that apply to insurance companies even when the company is not a party to the litigation, since the company will be receiving records and bills as part of the claims investigation. Okay, how are insurance companies directly impacted by medical protective orders? Companies are directly impacted because the orders usually contain restrictions on use, dissemination, and retention of records, each of which impacts core insurance functions. For example, a common term in a medical protective order is to limit a party's and the insurance company's use of the records. That raises questions as to how an insurance company uses records or data from those records. This leads to the second common restriction, which is dissemination. Insurers are mandatory reporters, and a common example of that is Medicare. Insurers, as responsible reporting entities, are required to provide records or data to CMS. Failure to do so can expose an insurer to daily fines and penalties. But a prohibition on dissemination in a medical protective order could be in conflict with those statutory reporting obligations. There are also a host of other ways in which insurance companies may be called upon to disseminate claim file materials or medical records, such as responding to subpoenas from law enforcement or fraud-fighting initiatives. And as you can see, the prohibition on dissemination would therefore place insurers in a catch-22 situation. Finally, medical protective orders often contain retention periods and destruction protocols that can wreak havoc on an insurance company's business operations. Many insurers now operate with electronic claim files, and therefore data or images are difficult to remove, which was not necessarily the case when companies operated in paper format. Destruction protocols may also require removal from databases, and potentially from backup systems, which can be nearly impossible for any company to meet. Okay, what can defense counsel do when faced with such an order? I think, first of all, defense counsel needs to be cognizant of the fact that the order may impact the insurance company as well as the party litigant that he or she is defending. 
And if that's the case, defense counsel needs to seek the input of the insurance company and determine if separate counsel may be necessary. Too often, defense counsel find these types of orders finding no impact on use or retention with respect to their representation of a single litigant, but without regard to how those orders may impact how an insurance company handles records or data. Defense counsel obviously needs to be on guard for any order that extends beyond the parties that counsel doesn't represent, and simply lacking that recognition can often pose consequences with far-reaching impacts to the insurance company. Okay, what can insurers faced with these terms do to limit their impact? I don't think you can stress enough that information is the key. Defense attorneys are focused on getting information necessary to defend their client and evaluate the case, but they often fail to appreciate the breadth of a proposed order. If the order also impacts the insurance company and how it operates, the company may need separate counsel to advocate those interests, and defense counsel needs to let the company know that. Here it's key that counsel understands the insurance company's business, and defining the precise scope of what is governed by the orders then becomes very critical. Each company is set up differently, and it's important to know what a company's processes are. It's quite possible that the parties can negotiate the scope of an order so that it does not impact an insurance company's internal processes. And defense counsel needs to be on guard for those potential restrictions, which may also impact the extent of communications with his or her client, particularly as to the damages which are being presented, or which may have destruction or return protocols that also would apply to consulting or testifying experts. This problem extends to any type of claim in which personal or bodily injury is alleged and compensation is sought for injuries. When potential compensation comes from an insurance product, an additional level of scrutiny is necessary so that these orders, which seem to make sense at first blush, do not unwittingly impose burdens on insurance companies or impact insurance operations. Kay, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. That was attorney Kay Fuller from the law firm of Martin and Seibert LC with offices in Virginia and West Virginia. Special thanks to Brenda Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brendan Noonan, and now this message. BEST's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in BEST's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees yearly long visibility for your firm.
www.ebuyingmyhome.com. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 